Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, a post-vacation Sam's Report. Uh, this is a great. I obviously there was no show last week. I was gonna try to do one from Disney World, but it just it just didn't work. The hotel Wi-Fi was absolute garbage. Uh, it was about five megs down, but the problem was it was about a half meg up. And trying to upload uh, these files are typically I don't know about a gig and a half. It wasn't gonna happen. So, anyways, uh, we're going to kick things off here, and we'll talk about some random stuff, uh, some good stuff. I think the creator's update here is almost done. I think we're going to see some sign-off here stuff, too. But uh, one thing I want to jump into about last week, uh, last three, just because we wasn't here and I thought it was just worth pointing out, uh, Amazon had a massive outage, right? I've, this has been drilled into the ground. We all know about this stuff. Uh, it just kind of goes to show that, hey, if you put everything in the cloud, um, it, it can be a little dicey at times because things are out of your control. And then Microsoft had its own issues this week with uh, its authentication layer. And we know it was its authentication layer because all the backend services were still working fine. For example, Xbox Live, if you already logged in, you know you didn't see any disruption. But this week, Microsoft, you couldn't log into your account. If you tried to log into your Outlook account, it would say, hey, that account doesn't exist, which can make you a little bit nervous. And I did myself. Um, I couldn't log into Skype. I mean, it's one account, so if you can't log in, you're not going to log into anything. And I think people were quickly realizing like how many things Microsoft actually ties into that when they say, hey, it's one account. It really is, because Skype was down. Uh, you, I should say it wasn't down. You couldn't log into Skype, couldn't log into OneDrive, couldn't log into Xbox, couldn't log into Outlook. Uh, yeah, so not a good experience, but it just kind of goes to show what happens when things happen in the cloud. And of course, then there were always the people saying, hey, you know what, this is why I only do on-prem stuff. Um, but I would still argue that Microsoft's cloud, Amazon's, um, Google's, they're all going to be more stable than a local on-premise deployment. But there you go. Uh, a lot of corporate -y stuff this week, mostly because Microsoft, um, well, first off, Google had a cloud event. There was also uh, an, another server-related event that Microsoft partaked in. Um, so we'll, we'll dive into the Google stuff here. Uh, Google announced their Jamboard, which is a Surface Hub competitor, $499. But the kicker here is that you have to pay a $600 a year maintenance fee, which is, which is odd. Uh, if you buy the device before September, it's only $300 uh, per year. But... I don't know. That that seems a little bit odd that you're paying ten, roughly a little over ten percent of the device per year in maintenance. I, I don't understand that strategy. I don't know. Maybe they that's how they're undercutting the price so much. Um, not really sure. Anyways, uh, Google's pushing further into the cloud. Diane Green did a good job uh, uh, presenting all the stuff. Their G Suite, which is their Office three sixty five competitor, uh, Verizon is moving over a hundred thousand employees to it. And there's 28,000 Colgate employees currently using it. So it's G Suite is an actual real competitor to Office 365. I think Office 365 has a significantly larger market share. But you can't ignore what Google is doing. Uh, other things announced this week. Visual Studio 2017. You can go grab that. Uh, early reviews are actually that it's pretty dang good. It's a lot better than the last iteration. It's a lot more stable, especially for V1. So... You know, it, it's off to a good start, which is, you know, good job for the Visual Studio team. But other things that were announced this week, as I alluded to here, Microsoft was at a uh, kind of a server event thing. And what they announced this week, and this is actually a very, very significant, that they are now going to start supporting uh, Windows Server on ARM chips. And they're going to start actually supporting Windows or ARM-based servers. 
And so Microsoft has been playing with ARM for a while now. It goes all the way back to the Surface RT days. And of course, Windows, like these guys, these Windows mobile devices run on ARM-based uh, chips as well. But now they're going to be bringing it to the desktop, like proper desktop. We know that. They already announced that uh, late last year. It's going to be coming this fall with Qualcomm. And now they're saying, hey, you know what? The server industry, uh, we're going to pursue ARM there as well. And so it's kind of interesting that Microsoft is like really going at it, but it, it, it makes a lot of sense. One, uh, first off, there's a lot of ARM competitors, right? You have Qualcomm, NVIDIA, there's tons of ARM uh, vendors. So it's not like you only have Intel or AMD in that, that scenario. So you have a lot of options or at least potential options. Right now they're only committing to Qualcomm, but you have to imagine that every other ARM vendor is kind of like, hey, hey let us in on this, uh, especially NVIDIA, because they already have a partnership with them for their Azure, was it N-series uh, VMs? I might be off on that N-series, but I know that they do for their GPU-powered uh, VMs. So we know that, that that's likely going to materialize. But here's kind of the thing. Um, Intel has been kind of lackluster lately, I think is the best way to describe it. So they had Skylake, which Skylake was a huge flop. Uh, we all know it was buggy. The Surface books like really paid the price for these things for running, for running Skylake early. And so, uh, yeah, like Skylake really kind of sucked. I can't remember if it's Kaby Lake or KB Lake. Uh, KB Lake is now out. I believe Ars Technica did a review of it and said, hey, you know what? This really isn't better than Skylake. Um, like it's uh, a lot of people say that uh, this new chip is kind of like the apology for Skylake. And so it's like Intel is just kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, and then in the, the server space, which according to Bloomberg, and I didn't actually look it up, so I'll, I'll trust their word for this. That is Intel's most profitable division. And as we all know, Microsoft, uh, Google, um, all these guys are buying just hundreds of servers every time they build out a data center. That's really expensive, especially if that's Intel's most profitable segment. Uh, they can probably undercut it with ARM. Now, the question is, can ARM give the same performance as Intel? We, we typically, and this is a little bit historical thinking, we typically think of x86 as better than ARM uh, in terms of performance, and ARM is better at battery life and efficiency. So it, it really kind of depends here because in some instances in cloud performance, you know, raw performance isn't crucial. For example, just like in storage, right? In storage, the drive is more important than the, the CPU that is powering it. So in those types of things, ARM would make a little bit more sense. But if you're doing raw compute, uh, you might still be better off with Intel, at least for now. But ARM is quickly growing up. I've said this many times. ARM is scaling up faster in performance, faster than Intel can scale down in heat reduction and efficiency. And so uh, Microsoft is going all in on ARM. They're going to support it at the server level, at the desktop level, uh, and all you know facets in between. And so it's going to take a little bit of time for it to fully materialize. But this is a big problem for Intel because they've just been riding this wave of like, hey, we're the only people competing. AMD wasn't really doing much, although AMD's new Ryzen chipset uh, is supposedly quite good. Although suppose it's not great for gaming, but it's you know it's not a bad chip. The bulldozer was kind of garbage. Uh, but Ryzen is supposed to be pretty good. So Intel's facing a lot of pressure these days. And so it's going to put the the ball back in their court to start being, hey, uh, yeah, you know, let's make good chips again. And they're really going to have to prove their worth, which is good for everybody. Microsoft, consumers, and all the like will get better chips. Uh, we will now have more options with ARM and all that. And as Eric points out, yes, I believe Intel does actually make ARM chips, so that in theory they could compete here, but I believe that Qualcomm and Nvidia are pretty far ahead in their advanced uh, designs of ARM. Yes, I know you license ARM, but then you can mod, there's a lot of stuff you can do with it. 
and Intel has actually fallen a little bit behind in that. And not to mention, not everybody really loves Intel because they're kind of like the uh, the bully of the marketplace, right? They can just say like, hey, you want the best laptop performance, you're going to come to us and we're going to tell you what you're going to pay. And so by giving them options and pressure, it's going to kind of put the control back into the groups buying the chips rather than the company making the chips. It's a win for everybody except for probably Intel. So there you go. Uh, other things that have shown up to this week, uh, the Xbox Scorpio, I can't remember who spotted it, but is now actually in the Microsoft Store. All it is is an embed of the announcement video and the stats that we already knew, like I believe it's six teraflops of power and all that. There's nothing new, but what you can do is you can actually sign up for when the pre-orders will become available. I suspect that pre-orders and all that stuff will be made, uh, that announcement will be made at E3, which is in roughly the middle of June. So look for all that stuff. I'm hoping that more stuff leaks out about the Scorpio, but I... In June, I'm almost certain. They're, they're having a press event. Uh, it's, I believe, the day before. I think it might even be on a Sunday. Don't quote me on that. Uh, where Microsoft, you know, does their big pump and, and all that stuff. Uh, puts on their their extravaganza. And I suspect they're going to be talking lots about Scorpio, the games that are coming. I don't think they'll completely ignore the Xbox One. Um, I, I really don't. But that's where we will learn all the information and all that good stuff about Scorpio. I'm actually really pumped about that one. I'm, that's probably going to be a day one purchase for me, especially because we already know it's backwards compatible. And that is great because that TV behind me is 4K. So I'm definitely going to want to be putting uh, putting it up on there. Uh, a couple other things while I was down in Disney World. I use this guy exclusively. This is the XPS 13 2-in-1. Uh, great little laptop. Love it. Great battery life. I was getting around eight, nine hours. Um, fingerprint sensor, you know, is wonderful. I don't know if it's going to show up here or not. The, the biggest problem with it is you can kind of see there a little bit. Uh, oil from your hands shows up on this thing like crazy. It's not good. Uh, if you can get over that, this is a, a fantastic laptop. The, even though the, the it's carbon fiber material is, uh, it kind of shows... The shininess of all that if you can get over that it's a really nice soft material and it feels great on your hands it doesn't leave like um you know slits on your wrist or whatever you want to call it uh not to mention usb type c charging which is awesome although the one issue i did run into is when dell sent when you buy one of these guys you get uh, an adapter that plugs into this usb type c right here and it turns it into a USB Type-A, so you can plug in your phone or whatever, your old adapter. It's, you know, it's, a, it's a dongle to bridge the gap between the old USB and the new. And so I go down to Florida. I didn't take any dongles because I didn't think I'd need them until I wanted to offload all the videos and content I'd recorded on my phone from the trip of Disney. And I couldn't do it because I didn't have the dongle. And so I actually Amazon primed one to the hotel. And this is how I found out the internet was so terrible because what I tried to do was just upload everything to OneDrive. And then I was going to just be done with it. You know, that's where it's backed up. But the upload was so bad, I couldn't get enough content up overnight. Like, I'd let it stream all night, and you'd wake up, and it'd only be about halfway done. Uh, so you can go read the review. That is on therot.com. It's a great machine. Uh, starts, I believe, at $799 for at least an XPS 13 model. And then there's a couple different variants. There's the traditional 13. There's the 2-in-1 13. Um, it's a great form factor. I really like the form factor. That Infinity Edge display is... So... Uh, speaking of Dell's and Windows 10 and all that stuff, so I think the creator's update's just about done. Uh, I, and I don't think this, I know this. So I would give it, I would say in the next three weeks tops, I bet it gets signed off. I bet by the end of this month it's signed off. 
I don't have an exact day, but likely what's going to happen is we're going to start seeing a lot of builds come out, uh, is, is my hunch. And yeah, I, that's what I, I really, I think we're going to see a bunch of builds come out of Insider. Uh, I guess maybe starting next week or the week after, and then they'll vote on one and that'll be it. And don't be surprised. There's going to be a day one patch. There's always a day one patch. Uh, at least I shouldn't say always. There has been so far with RTM, with 1511, and with the anniversary update. I believe they all got patches on the day they were released. But uh, they are in the final throes of um, patching that stuff up. We haven't gotten a build recently, which is a little bit more concerning. Uh, we also haven't seen anything about Groove Music Maker. Yeah, I don't. I, Groove Music Maker is an interesting one. I I don't think we're gonna see it. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying it's canceled and done for for Nito, but I don't think we're gonna see it at launch. I I keep asking, and they're like, "Well, we have nothing to no updates to provide at this time." Uh, if we hit RTM and it's not there, then they got to say something. Um, but yeah, so far they they haven't even like winked and said like, "Hey, it's coming around the corner." Nope, nothing. Can't get anything out of Microsoft. Um, other fun things showing up in the world of Microsoft uh, that Microsoft showed. Showed or is doing this week is a there's a new ad freaking ad in File Explorer. If you're not signed, I believe if you're not signed into OneDrive and it's like a new install, you open up File Explorer. Remember how they said, "Hey, we're gonna put notifications in," and this was that was like an anniversary update a while ago. Now we're seeing what they're using them for. It's like, hey, you can buy uh, additional OneDrive storage space for signing up Office 365 for seven bucks a month. Blah 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 blah. Microsoft, stop putting freaking ads in a product that I paid for. So, um, it's not going to stop either because I'm waiting for the one. There's an ad that they tested internally that uh, would pop up out of the store icon on the taskbar, just like a little you know pop-up bubble and say, hey, try this recommended app. Um, I'm waiting for all that to, to, to materialize. Uh, something else that showed up this week, and it's like, good job, Microsoft, bad job, Microsoft. Uh, Google announced this week that they are bringing placeholders to their Google Drive service. Now, granted, this is for their premium service. This is not for uh, non-paying customers, but if you're part of the G Suite, uh, they now are going to have placeholders. That's going into trial here soon. Microsoft has not said when theirs are coming. The last we heard about placeholders, uh, they initially announced it at Ignite, and then they said they'll talk about it more at Build. Um, which leads me to believe that if it's part of the OS, then it's going to come with RS3, which would put it like October-ish for a release. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things like Dropbox is working on it. Now Google's you know, coming forward with it. It's like, Microsoft, you had this. You pulled it out. And I know why they pulled it out. I don't disagree with why they did it. Um, but you got to bring it back in a way that works and is functional because now your competitors are beating you to your own game. And so it's actually been somewhat of a quiet week. I, I think Microsoft intentionally knew that Google was having its event. They also did their Windows on ARM or Windows Server on ARM, which is big stuff. But uh, everything else is a little bit quiet. Uh, other fun things, I believe Microsoft Teams they announced is going to RTM going to go uh, version 1.0 next week. Actually, I don't think it's 1.0. I think they're, they've already patched 1.0. So they're a little bit beyond that. So Microsoft Teams will launch next week. Google actually announced the Teams competitors. So that space is getting really crowded. Amazon bought some other acquisitions uh, to beef up their Chime service, which again is going to take on Office 365. Um, I'm almost guaranteed positive that that's what Amazon's strategy is. Google has an Office competitor. Amazon wants it because software as a service is a very good margin business. 
and Amazon is going to get into that to take an Office 365. So, you know, that, that's good for us. It's good for the people who use the service because Microsoft has to keep building on top. They can't get lazy like Intel did with Skylake and KB Lake. Yikes. Yikeroonies. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else is going on. We're going to start hearing about some E3 stuff soon, uh, like Elite Controllers. I think there's going to be another one of those coming. Um, actually, I'm pretty sure there is, so we'll see about that. What I'm more curious about is what the controller is going to look like for Scorpio. Um, I'm hoping that they actually take the Elite design and bring it to Scorpio. Scorpio, I'm worried about the price point of that bad boy. I'm I'm budgeting currently about $4.99 for it is what I'm thinking. Um, that's That's kind of honestly what I think it's going to be. It's not going to be cheap. It's not going to be like the Switch, which the Switch, uh, I really want to play the new uh, Zelda game. Although, be careful, there's been a lot of people complaining about hardware issues with this first generation of Switch. So just go out there and look and do your research before you buy it. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to pick it up day one. I might try to pick it up once people get bored of their device because it doesn't look like there's any other games for Switch yet that are, I don't know. I don't know. All right, we got a bunch of reader questions this week, and they're really good, too. Uh, And we're going to dive right in. I'm going to dive right in. Looks like Charles, I can't pronounce your last name, says he has no hardware issues yet. I'm assuming that's with the Switch. That's awesome. Um, I hope nobody does, but it's anytime, and and I'm not trying to, like, dig on Nintendo here. Every first-gen hardware almost always has issues. Microsoft had it with their Surface Book. Um, Nintendo's having it. Like, it's... uh, Everybody has issues with first-gen hardware. It's it's a given. That's just how that industry works. So Michael Martinez, he says, Will Microsoft show off Project Scorpio before E3? It seems the hype media coverage should be centralized uh, in the content of the AR, VR accessories. So this is really, really uh, interesting question, mostly because of the AR, VR. I don't think they're going to show it off beforehand. I think they're going to save it all for their pre-E3 conference, which, when I say it's pre-E3, but it's like the day before. Uh, I I fully expect, though, that these headsets that are coming out are going to work with these things. I had documentation last year, right before E3, you can go watch it, um, and I believe I said it on the stream, that they're working with, like, Oculus, looking at bringing Oculus Rift to the Scorpio. And so I don't know if they've abandoned that strategy yet. I don't have any more information on that yet, but they definitely, I believe, are going to have, like, you know, those Dell, Acer, HP headsets are all going to be part should be working on that. They'd be really surprising if it didn't. Uh, C1, C2, C3, C4 asks, says, do you think Scorpio controllers will use an open standard to connect so that they can do away with the hardware requirement for support? That's a good question. And I believe you're referring to the IR, RF capabilities. And I don't know. Um, these things are so sensitive to latency that if the standard has greater latency than what Microsoft's using as their proprietary connection. Um, I don't see them doing that because they're, they're not going to sacrifice latency in any capacity for these things because it's, it's absolutely critical. And I, I mean that they were to use a standard connector for this guy up here. So I think it's going to depend on what the standard latency is for that. But um, that I actually don't know. Uh, Time Drifter asks us, when will I get my Surface Pro 5? Right after I get mine. I, I'm, I still think it's April. I, I don't have, like, a strong insider source saying, you know what, it's exactly April 4th that's going to be it. I still think it's going to be in April, though. That's my kind of hunch, is that it's going to be in April. Um, that's what my hope, you know, that's what I'm hoping on. I'm hoping it's early April, personally, but, uh, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, BD Srev, uh, da, 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 da. 
Oh, he made a support thread. It's a little harder. Let's see here. What is he talking about? He said he's having an issue. Uh, he says, questions about split screen on Windows 10 tablets. Is I was hoping someone in the know or maybe someone from Microsoft can shine a light on this issue. Take a Windows tablet like a Surface Pro, rotate it so it's uh, length tall-wise, uh, like you're reading a PDF or something. For some reason, you aren't allowed to have more than one app take up the screen. Uh, da, 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 da. What is the issue? So I think it's he wants a full screen app and you can only do it one. And I believe it has to do with the aspect ratio. I don't think you're going to find a way around that. So you'd have to resize. Uh, da, 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 da. You'd have to resize the window. I don't really think there's a good answer for that. Microsoft's tablet strategy isn't as strong as it used to be, mostly because tablets tablets haven't taken off other than the surface pro 4 but i say that biting my tongue because that is a tablet although i believe most people use it more like a laptop uh microsoft hasn't i mean i don't want to say they're not investing in their tablet experience but tablets never took off in the way that i think many people thought they would they were supposed to replace the laptop fully and they never really did and so instead we're getting devices like this like this dell um, or surface books that have partial tablet experience but primary laptop and so I don't think they're investing a ton in that. And so I think that's why you see some sort of that, those oddities when you rotate things. Uh, that's really all unfortunate that we got about that. And he says, another question, he says, do you think the Scorpio will have an SSD option or at least a hybrid solid state disk drive? A lot of people are raving about the speed of the Nintendo Switch, which is apparently due to its SSD. So what, first off, let's back up a second. The reason why the Switch uses a solid state is it's a mobile thing. You don't want to put a spinning platter drive in a mobile device because every time a little kid drops it or you drop it or you smash it down into the dock uh that little spinny platter that you know it can scratch the scratch it so that's one of the reasons they use solid state it's much more stable and better will a the question is will a scorpio use solid state i'm a little mixed on this because i would much rather have because to get like two a terabyte of solid state storage granted it's not super expensive but when you're pushing high-end hardware on a console like that, it's really going to jack up the price. Whereas you can buy an old platter drive, uh, like a terabyte drive for like 30, 40 bucks these days. And so I don't really have any issue with the speed on the Xbox One S. So I don't actually know if they're going to go solid state. I, I would see them potentially doing a hybrid where they have, uh, you know, like 25 gigs or whatever uh, of solid state to, to load things on and use that. And then your long-term storage is just the platter drive. But I don't really know if it needs solid state uh, right now. It's a good question. It makes me wonder if they really would. I just I worry about the price implications that's actually going to have. Uh, ASD, ASD Fast Dad One looks like he just went <laughs> smashed the keyboard a little bit. It says my question is regarding your thoughts on Android emulation on Windows 10 Cloud, Windows 10 on ARM for cellular PCs. Microsoft has been uh, preparing to push UWP apps, or is preparing to push UWP apps again, and for unknown reasons can't cancel the story. Well, we know why they canceled a story is because it's almost too good, and they're worried about what it was going to do to the App Store. Uh, but they would allow third-party Android emulators, blah blah blah. So, what I, the crux of his thing is, is why aren't they bringing Android apps to Windows Cloud and the desktop? Here's why: it would totally destroy the store. There would be no reason to build for the store at all. Uh, Microsoft doesn't want to use Android apps. I've heard this time and time again. It would undermine their entire process. And yes, it would bridge the gap between all the, the lack of apps in the Windows Store. I do agree. But then at the same time, those apps would never be brought over to the Windows Store as a native UWP app if the emulation exists. And Microsoft wants a store so desperately bad um, that they will do anything to get it, including this. So 
uh, no, I, I really don't believe they're going to do this because it undermines what they're trying to do and what they're pitching to developers. So, uh, JLV632 asks, he says, hi, Brad. Uh, I know that Microsoft... Uh, oh, I know that Microsoft has been aggressive on some things like Windows 10 free upgrades, but are Xbox known for this? The reason I ask is that the most recent effort may, be, may, may make me want to disconnect my Xbox and run, the P, run and buy a PS4, or at the very least, let my gold lapse. Recently, games have been showing up in the ready-to-install list. However, I don't own these games. Last week, NBA 2K7 popped up. It was free for a weekend. And just now, this weekend, Steep has popped up, and I've been prompted for a 23-gigabyte download. To make this matters worse, when I search Steep in the store, it actually says I can play it now or pay to own it forever. Uh, I have a 250-gig... He must be in Australia. Uh, I have a 250-gig monthly uh, data plan and can't afford these... And so when Halo 5 pops up, it's a 94 gigabyte download, and there'll be almost half of my allowance. It says, uh, I can handle a small pop-up like this, something, but blah, blah, blah. So, okay. So his issue here is that these free-to-play weekend games, and this is something Microsoft has been doing. I find it interesting. Uh, I haven't actually paid as much attention to it as I should for this particular issue. And his problem is, it's like, hey, Microsoft's going to offer NBA 2K17 free this weekend, and then it tries to get him to download it. But if you're on a data-limited uh, connection, that's a big issue because these games are large. And so... Uh, uh, I don't have an honest answer because I haven't noticed this, but that uh, that's not me not saying it's not happening. I, I'm just not aware of it. And so I'm actually going to go look into this to see if this is actually happening because that's a really crappy thing to do. We, we push it on Microsoft when they were downloading Windows 10 in the background for people such as this who actually have data caps. And then you do this again on the Xbox side and you can accidentally burn through an entire cap extremely quickly. Extremely quickly. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Uh, last question we got here is from, oh God, uh, in loco, I have no idea. We're just going to call you in loco. Uh, my first Xbox, a new Xbox one with Forza Horizon is arriving today. Can you recommend a resource for getting started with the Xbox? Uh, so, okay, this is actually awesome. So one of the things you can do, actually Microsoft does a pretty good job of getting you set up. The first thing you're going to need is a Microsoft account. Make sure you log into your Microsoft account and that's going to allow you to establish a friends list. Um, if you want to pay for gold and you need gold to get online, so I, I do recommend it and definitely search around. I don't know where you're, you're from, uh, but Amazon typically has these things pretty on sale. If you can get Xbox Live for under 40 bucks, it's a good deal. Over 40 bucks, it's like, eh, in the $60 range, don't buy it. Um, so it's actually... I don't think we get enough credit for this, Microsoft. Granted, it's not the fastest interface, as Raph will tell you. The, the interface is actually pretty simple. Just know that um, if you ever get stuck, this middle button is how you get home. So just press that, and that gets you to your back, your screen. And then the little three-line button is a context. And so if you ever have an issue, you hit the context button, uh, and you go kill app, and then you restart it. Um, doesn't happen very often, but occasionally. It's actually a really straightforward interface i love the xbox one interface personally if you have any specific questions about what you're trying to do i'm definitely helping i mean i play xbox just about every single day so uh congrats on the purchase forza horizon is a great game by the way if you like cars and driving stuff i'm terrible at driving cars uh digitally that is but yeah definitely check it out if anybody else is uh playing halo wars by the way i'm playing that as well i, I jump between halo wars and smite i'm still garbage at both but I enjoy Halo Wars. Halo Wars, I just do one-on-one uh, -on -one battles. I just search for people, and I get occasionally win most of the time. I would say I, would say I have like a 30% win rate. 
70% loss is probably pretty accurate. So not very good, but I, I die with a smile, I think is the, the most appropriate way to describe that. So, uh, da, 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 da. so that kind of takes care of the questions. Love the questions. Always appreciate that guys very much too. Um, so insider tip of the week, be watching really, really closely for what Microsoft's doing with this creators update. Like they, they are in these final throws of locking down, getting things straightened away. And if you see anything about, uh, Groove Music Maker, I know I keep jumping back to this, but this was like a big app. I really wanted this. I still want it. If you see anything about that, definitely let me know. Um, that's about it for this week, guys. I'm not going to drag it on. I will be definitely be back next week, uh, with some more hardware. I think I should have it by then. So uh, new hardware to play with. And as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time. Have an excellent weekend.